Welcome, friends. This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. I'm coming to you from Japan on the 5th of June, 2014. But joining us on the line once again from the United States is James and Joanne Moriarty. And if you haven't heard our original interviews with James and Joanne about Libya and their experience therein, I will suggest you go in the archives at CorbettReport.com and listen to those very interesting conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about some comments that the U.S. ambassador to Libya, Deborah Jones, recently made at the Stimson Center in a video video that I will link up in the show notes for this interview. But uh, let's bring them up online. James and Joanne, thank you once again for joining us on the program. James, thank you so much for thank having us. Thank you so much, James. You've got a great audience. We've had tremendous support from, from your folks. And um, the thing that's that's happened recently is the, the uh, I think because they're finally going to have a formal investigation of Benghazi in Libya, um, I think that the intelligence agencies here have, have ramped up their attacks on us because they, they really don't want the tribes of Libya and, and the folks in Egypt to have a voice. You know, they want to control the media, and there's not enough media like you out there to really get the truth out. So they've ramped up their attacks on us. Uh, we did a few seminars for the John Birch Society, and they actually planted drugs in our, in our car in Houston. Not the John Birch Society. Not the John Birch, the... <laughs> whoever did it and uh, a miracle another miracle happened and when we were having our oil changed and tires rotated the guy that was doing the job must have found the surprise under the frame of the car and and so when they stopped us on the road with a drug dog and and another texas ranger two and a half hours discovered nothing and um, it's an illegal stop an illegal yeah. search but that's a, you know i've never even gotten a speeding ticket no neither has joanne we've never been arrested it's a foreign environment to us but we were on a desolate road by ourselves and it was it was not a pleasant experience next they they set up a, a phony support facility in hot springs arkansas where some businessmen were gonna start supporting us because as you know we've been without employment, without any income, without any, any opportunity to do anything for, for years now. And uh, when we got there, they, they wanted to know what hotel we were in, what were you driving, all the most inappropriate questions you can imagine. And I, th- I said, you've got to tell us who you are, show us your credentials. We're real easy to find and identify, and they couldn't do it. So we said, we're going to go have breakfast. We'll be back in an hour. And we got in our little rented car and drove as fast as we could to the Texas border. But, uh, you know, for that reason, we're, we're isolated. We're out here on the, small, on the end of a real small limb. If, if any of your audience needs some qualified uh, international sales folks, if they need us to uh, major domo their, their properties or caretake their ranch or home, please give us a call. We, we really need contact all the help James. we can. Contact you, and then and you in turn can contact us. But let's get to Libya because the, the thing that's happened is they have ramped up uh, all the activities in Libya because the tribes, of course, are trying to take their country back. And this ambassador that the U.S. put in there, this, this Deborah woman, is so inappropriate because the only people she meets with in Libya are Al-Qaeda and Muslim Brotherhood. And she goes to Misrata regularly where that really was the head of the snake for the for the false uh, uprising. She's talking about putting a consulate in that in Misrata. In the meantime, uh, the tribes have refused to meet with her as long as she's photo- being photographed holding hands with known terrorists, murderers, psychopaths. 
and uh, when she came back to the United States uh, just recently, uh, after her embassy had been attacked twice by the rabid dogs that are now biting the hand that feeds it, um, uh, she made some very, very inappropriate comments in, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, hi, James. This is Joanne. Uh, Deborah Jones said some things that would be offensive to any country. What, one of the things she said was that the Libyans themselves don't have the ability to have any big government, that they did not have a government before 1970, or 19, or excuse me, 2011, uh, before the, rev, the false revolution. This is an absolute lie. They had a very strong government, but she didn't even mention that. She said they're really a, a primitive culture. They really can't do cer certain things. They can, only, they can only complete small tasks. Small tasks, that's what she said. Uh, she absolutely is so incorrect and so wrong about the Libyan people that it's, it's a shame that she has any say or any is even over there. The, the Libyan tribal leaders responded to her talk, uh, and they wrote a very nice two-and-a-half-page response to who she was and, and what they think of her. It's, it's posted on our website at LibyanWarTheTruth.com, and actually the Russian news media has picked that up uh, and put pieces of it in many articles now because the tribes have not had a voice, and they are the people who run Libya. They also have had... Uh in the last week, they, they had a formal meeting of all the tribes, and these tribes represent 98% of all the Libyans worldwide. So it was a tribal convention, and in that, they uh, voted on 15 points about how they want to move forward with their country. They published those 15 points, and uh, they continued the meeting, and they formed a military council. And uh, they've been they've been approached by several different uh, uh, governments near and around Libya and in Europe because it's such an unstable environment there that it's a danger to the entire North African region. It's a danger to Europe, and uh, the fact that the United States is still aiding and abetting Al Qaeda and Muslim Brotherhood with arms and money and weapons and training is just unconscionable. You know, you, we talk about it, but we have trouble believing in ourselves, but for sure something has to be done because the the fact that uh, we know that yesterday three plane loads of weapons, several containers of weapons were flown into Matig Airport, which is the Muslim Brotherhood and Al-Qaeda uh, airport. Uh, it's northeast of Tripoli. It's the old U.S. military air base. Uh, they receive every day flights of weapons and more personnel and more training equipment and things like that. And uh, then you've got this, this General Hafter, who is a CIA. He's, he works for the military division of the CIA. And he's over there under the auspices of killing Muslim Brotherhood and Al-Qaeda to clean the country up because it's such a mess. And the countries around the world have, have cautioned the United States that they had got it. They had better clean that mess up that they made in the first place or else. So you've got Hafter supported by the U.S. through Saudi Arabia and the UAE and Turkey and Qatar. He's attacking the Muslim Brotherhood on one side. And then on the other side, the United States is flying in weapons and arms and, and training on the other side. Well, the United States is flying them in via Turkey and Qatar. They would deny they're doing it, but they absolutely are. As you can see, what happened recently with Obama, uh, 
bringing that bird dog guy home who was supposedly a uh, prisoner of war and turns out he's not only a deserter but he's a radical Islamist and so is his father and released five people, five radical Islamist terrorists from uh, Guantanamo illegally. I mean, this is the this is what is happening now, and and people need to really understand. And what's happening too is that people like the Egyptian uh, president now, General Assisi, and the Egyptian people who hate radical Islamists, and now newly elected Syrian president again for the third term by 88 percent of the people's uh, Basser uh, Assad in Syria. They are all stepping forward to help Libya clean the mess in there. And the reason is that the mess is bleeding into their countries. They have no national security. And Libyans, of course, were never radical Islamists, ever. The people in their country, the majority of the people in their country are from foreign countries. They are not Libyans. You're talking about the people fighting. The, the people fighting, the Al-Qaeda people, the Al-Qaeda, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Ansar al-Sharia, they're all foreigners. The they're mercenaries. Of, they're mercenaries. And the Libyans want to throw them out of their country. Of course, all their arms were taken from them by the U.S. and NATO, so they have no arms. There's still two million in, in exile. But they are, there are countries stepping up now and understand that the tribes are the only people who can put Libya back into a secure situation. There's not any country in the world that recognizes the, Libyan, the new Libyan passport, which is the Al-Qaeda passport, except the United States, Qatar, and Turkey. Nobody else recognizes it. And as we mentioned in, in both our shows in the past is that that, uh, that passport office in Libya is giving radicals from all over the world new Libyan names, new Libyan passports. They receive a permanent green card, multiple entry visas, an account in the United States with four million dollars and they come here and they're set up all over. There's uh, as many, we found out as many as 3,000 a month coming in, but never less than 100. And it depends on how good their English is. So, you know, there's no good reason that these radical Islamists who are being trained in Libya are being welcomed into the United States in huge numbers. And why would this, why would our government be doing that except they need somebody, I guess, when they're going to take our guns away, that they have, they'll have somebody that'll have no qualms about killing us to take our weapons from us. You know, it's such a mess, and, and the, the thing that, that everybody has to realize is Washington, D.C. is a cesspool. The same guys are, are Republicans and Democrats and Libertarians. They're all big government people. They're all perfectly happy with the way the United States is going, so they don't contest any of these illegal acts that are being done in Washington, D.C., well, I, I don't think that's going to come as much of a surprise to my regular listeners that the Congress critters are unfortunately all part of this. But let's back up and, and unpack some of this because you've just thrown an awful lot out on the table. Let's let's back up to Deborah Jones, the U.S. ambassador, and some of her outrageous statements. As you point out, I mean, this would be offensive to any country, let alone a country to which she's actually the ambassador, talking about how they're incapable of having a, a government and, and turning completely on its head. Of course, uh, before this, they did have a government and now they have complete chaos and they're trying to paint it the exact opposite way around. And as I understand, I know that uh, Senator uh, McCain did meet with uh, with uh, Abdul Hakim Belhaj back in February of 2012, before, of course, he was implicated in the uh, in the Benghazi attack. But uh, did Deborah Jones also meet with Belhaj? Oh, Deborah Jones meets with Belhaj all the time. He's one of her best friends. The Libyan tribes, this drives them crazy because she has no intent 
to put the tri the Libyan people back in government. Her intent, and she even said this in her speech, the trouble with the Libyan people is they won't, the tribes won't come to the, she didn't even mention the tribes, she said the people won't come to the table and negotiate with the radical Islamists, with, with the Islamists, she called them, with Belhaj, and she even named Belhaj, she dropped his name a bunch of times in her speech. Of course they won't. These are criminals to them. They're not going to share their country with criminals. It's not ever going to happen. And, and for her to ignore the tribes of Libya is, it's, it's outrageous, you know, and they're angry about it. Now, let's, let's take the Zentan tribe. You see them on the news a lot. They're the ones that are holding safe Gaddafi. Uh, uh, he's, he was the son that was probably going to take over the government after his father uh, uh, went away. But um, he's being held by the Zentan tribe. And in that tribe, they're a real powerful tribe. They used to be the old Berber pirates. They're real hard guys. You know, They're probably the best fighting group in Libya. But um, there are about... 20 or 30 inside the Zentan tribes that are radical, radical, head-chopping, psychopathic murders. The people in the Zentan tribe that this woman meets with are those 20. And she's been photographed holding hands with this head psychopath. And in their culture, that's a real telling tale. No self-respecting woman will be photographed holding hands with somebody she's not married to. So, you know, this is, this is a slap in her face, and either she doesn't know it, or uh, she goes along with that kind of a, of a posturing for herself. These are, these are deal killers for anybody that, that's hoping to be respected in a real conservative culture. And, and uh, when she's photographed with these people, and then she goes out and, and uh, touts how the, the Libyan people, the five million real Libyans that are left alive, are going to have to join hands with these radicals, and they said, "Not ever. We'll drop our. We'll lose our last drop of blood before we do." Not that. only that, she refers to the Libyans that are in exile now, as who are they're just people living in Egypt because that's what they choose to do. They're they're just they're close to Egyptian uh, and Tunisian, so they she live said there. They elect to live they in, elect in Egypt. To live. These people are all in exile. They can't come back, and she has seen blood in the streets. She herself. She's not there anymore. She all the all the embassies have been pulled out because Libya is, is so unstable now that they can't have any embassies of any kind there. But for her to meet with Al Qaeda uh, at every turn, every time I speak to the tribes, they say, "Your Deborah Jones." They call her Deborah. Your Deborah Jones is meeting with Abdul Hakim today. Uh, Belhaj. He, she's meeting with uh, Wahab Gaib. He's another leader of. Who that's Al Libby's brother, who was uh, Bin Laden's right hand man. They they asked her if she knew Hafter, and she said, "Oh, I don't know him." Well, he's the guy that when his when his first uh, military attack on Al Qaeda failed last February, he was he was February. flown into her building and protected by the U.S. in a U.S. helicopter and stayed there for several months. There was an Apache helicopter ready to uh, take him out of Libya at any time. He was staying in the U.S. embassy in February. So as your audience knows, there's not a word of truth that comes out of Washington, D.C. Not a word. And uh, uh, with this proliferation of radical Islamists flowing into the United States, we all have got to do something to, to protect ourselves. You know, these, this has to stop. Uh, the Republicans and the Libertarians don't do it. Somebody has to do it. 
Certainly that's the case. But uh, again, it is so much a question of what kind of information we're getting. And as you say, so few people are getting the truth about Libya right now. And I think, unfortunately, you're right. I mean, there is this new investigation opening into Benghazi, but I, for one, do not hold out much hope that it's going to go into what really happened in Benghazi. What can you tell us about this this new investigation and, and, and what they're actually looking into? We can tell you quite a bit. We, we were contacted. The John Birch Society is trying to put us together with uh, Trey Gowdy. He's the man in charge of the investigation, and he's a bulldog. I have hope that he will do something. He's an ex-prosecutor, and he absolutely has the bit in his teeth. However, it's difficult to get to him, and so the John Birch Society has some people in their organization that are going to try. In the meantime, there's a man that uh, has another radio show over here that put us in touch with a lady named Claire Lopez. Claire Lopez is on the Citizens Investigative Committee for Benghazi, but Claire Lopez is a CIA asset. According to her, she's now retired. I don't believe that because I don't think any CIA person ever retires. We were on the phone with her two hours, and when she was when she was telling us how uh, the CIA had no involvement, any training or anything in Libya, that's just ridiculous. When she said that no reporters in Libya could possibly have been CIA agents because that's against the law, that's a known fact, and that's ridiculous. When uh, she claims to know that she says the only house across the street from that that mansion that was blown up was under construction and how could we have a witness that was right there well there are really several houses but you know the the sad fact is that citizens committee is going to be feeding the bulk of the information to the to the uh, she's, investigation she's the gatekeeper for the information I find it very interesting that she's CIA now she's going after uh, the Obama administration her she said her our whole goal is to prove that Obama was funding al-Qaeda, that al-Qaeda was who was actually fighting against uh, the Gaddafi government for NATO, that they were all mercenaries. And I said, well, I have a lot of proof of that. That's easy. We were captured by them. And she was, she was very, very pushy on that point. She wanted to know, how did I know they were al-Qaeda? And I said, well, they had long beards. They were chopping people's heads off. They were saying, Allah Akbar. If they weren't Al-Qaeda, they were Muslim Brotherhood, or they were Ansar al-Sharia, they were radical Islamists. And she went on, she had a lot of questions for us, but she, every time we turned a corner, uh, I was trying to explain to her the mess that was going on in Libya while we were there, and how horrible it was, how these mercenaries, I said, the chopping off of heads, the raping of women, the killing of family after family, and she said, well, what do you expect uh, with Libya? It's a, it's a primitive culture, you expect that of those people. And we I said, said it won the I Libyans. said those weren't Libyans doing that. Uh, those were those were the mercenaries in there. I said, you know, Libya was a very <laughs> nice place before this. I said, you know, Gaddafi gave his people uh, shared the oil money with them. They had good education free. They had hospital free. They had uh, they were given forty five thousand dollars per couple when they got married. And she said, well, I know. She said that's those guys who run those oil countries are ruining their people. You can't have a good uh, country without people paying tax because they're not invested in the government. People have to pay tax. And I said, well, that's not true for Libya because of the Libyan tribes. If a, if a person's in a tribe, they have the right to go to their tribal leader who goes to his leader who goes to the top of the government. They have an absolute uh, clear democracy through the tribes. She said, oh, yeah, that's right, the tribes. That's exactly what she said. So, you know, here's going to be the main source of information 
for this investigation coming. So, you know, we're kind of like you. We have very, very little faith that any real truths are going to come forward. They have yet to, to talk to any Libyan about what went on there, other than Libyans that are under the payroll of the United States. They have yet to talk to any independent in Benghazi or Darna or any of those other places. They've not contacted any of the tribal leaders to get information. And, uh, you know, so this is going to be, I think, another dog and pony show. You know, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, act like they're being real tough. But in the end, whatever act that breaks the Constitution and cover, gives cover to these guys, I think is, is what we're going to see. And the people of the United States are, are, are really looking for something where we can trust this government again. And it's just not happening every day something else happens that proves that this government is completely lawless and that they've shredded the Constitution. And there's nobody in Washington, D.C. that's bringing anyone in this government to task for what they're doing. So then what's the next shoe to drop in this story? Is it going to involve General Hafter? Is it going to involve uh, uh, some some other t- sort of staged attack? Or is are they just interested in maintaining the current status quo right now? I, I think yeah. I think yeah I think they're gonna they're gonna be behind whoever wins you know Ge- General Haftar, uh, his home was uh, attacked today by a suicide bomber, and been it's he lives about forty kilometers, uh, I think east, east of, Benghazi. of Benghazi, and four of his guards were killed. He's all right. He's not dead. Um, it was an attack by probably Ansar al Sharia because they are that's who he's fighting in in Benghazi. The thing about Haftar is, and the tribes would tell you, nobody in Libya trusts him. He, he was a traitor. He joined the, the 2011 uh, revolution and took over was, the head of the military. Put, he was put in place by the CIA he, he to was, head the military. Yeah, he was dropped into the, in place by the CIA. They don't trust him, but if he's going to clean out al-Qaeda, they're fine. Let him do it. They're happy about that, and especially because he's going and soliciting help from the French, from Bernard Levy, from... Uh, Saudi Arabia from they're getting he's getting some help from Egypt simply because Egypt needs to clean out the mess and they want uh, him to do it um, I don't know how much more help he's going to get but he seems to think he's speaking in words like Gaddafi spoke and he did an interview about two months ago where he refers to Gaddafi as an angel and he said that the whole entire episode was a lie and that in 1969, that people talked to it as a as a coup, a coup d'état. He said it was not. It was a Libyan revolution. So either he is turning around his face to the other side, or uh, he's being told what to say. I don't really know. The best part about him is he's cleaning. He's killing Al Qaeda. He's yeah. killing radical Islamists. You also need to remember that uh, Obama has declared Libya his greatest diplomatic success and he said that the that he and his group are going to be using the libyan model to take over countries that are are outside the norm which means one world order is going to affect a no-fly zone and then and then a, a revolution in every country they they attempt to take over and so they really obama cannot afford to have libya uh, stay in the cesspool mess it is now and uh, he, of course, wants his, his uh, brothers in the Muslim Brotherhood and Al-Qaeda to own that country. He's, he's been doing everything he can. The way the United States is going to be let off the hook is that the money is coming from Saudi Arabia. The weapons are coming from Qatar uh, you know, and Turkey. 
And so, uh, you know, there's there's uh, a smoking gun, but there's not a direct link. Chris Stevens was that link from the United States to those weapons and to the money that has flown into Al-Qaeda and Muslim Brotherhood hands for for Egypt, for, for Libya, for uh, Tunisia, Syria, etc. But there's also, there's also proof that the U.S. was on the ground in Libya helping these people. We have videos of... I don't know if they're soldiers, I don't know if they're Blackwater, I don't know if they're CIA, but they're Americans leading these Al-Qaeda around, showing them how to shoot guns, showing them where to go to, to attack or do whatever they do. We have videos of those. This lady, this Claire Lopez, said this is, this is Obama's Achilles heel, and I have said this all along. Libya is Obama's Achilles heel because the reality is that the U.S. has been supporting, funding, and arming radical Islamists in that country since 2011. And they absolutely took over that country illegally. So, you know, this is something that the American people, I think, when they learn, learn that their dollars have been going to fund people, radical Islamists who are chopping up people's heads and killing children and raping women and taking countries and destroying lives, I don't think there's anybody in this world that would want to support that. Okay, we are now being joined in this conversation live on the line from Libya by Warfala Tribal Spokesman Faraj Mufta. Faraj, thank you once again for joining us on the program. Yes. Yes. Can you come. can you can you tell us about uh, Deborah Jones's latest statements and what uh, what the, the the Libyan tribes think about them? Yes. Uh, since uh, as uh, you have to know that is uh, Deborah Jones, she supported. She's a crazy lady. Supported the Muslim Brotherhood. And uh, she does not. She did not know. Uh, did not. Uh, did not know anything about any background about uh, uh, Muslim Brotherhood or terrorist uh, movements. This is what. That is why he. he she told uh, something wrong, and she. She does not able. She did not able to evaluate or uh, talk about uh, Libyan tribes. Uh, since uh, Lib Libyan tribe is, is a good connection between, and uh, this is a strong uh, uh, regulation they have already a strong regulation, which make good, which makes good control uh, for all the Libyan people. This is first step. A second, we don't need anyone to evaluate us or to explain us to to the Libyan tribe how to work or how to return back their countries their country and their land. This is, uh, this is the truth and this is the way uh, you have to know and your people. And is there anything else you can tell us about what's happening on the ground in Libya right now? Yes, now the, since uh, 2011, uh, due to uh, the NATO and US administration uh, destroyed uh, Libya, uh, Libya as country and as people, uh, there is no any, there is no government, there is no any uh, stability, there is no security, there is no any uh, government establishment. Uh, and uh, now the Lib Libyan uh, ha controlled by, has been controlled by Al-Qaeda tourist groups, uh, especially uh, the, the, the the dangerous uh, guys like Khaled Sharif, uh, Abdul Abgaid, Abdul Hakim Bilhaj, who supported whom supported by uh, uh, 
جان ماکین اند اند سيتويشن ناو سو تيريبل سبيشلي ليبيا تريتد باي الكايلن تريت جروبز انصار الشريعه ناو ان استبارت ان بنغازي القاعده عند انصار الشريعه تريتد بيبل تريتد سفينين بيبل كل سفينين بيبل اتاكد هومز اتاكد اند تراي تو كل اني ميليتري اني ليبين ارمي اند سيكيورتي بيبل and now uh, the strong fighting between uh, Libyan army uh, and Ansar Sharia in Benghazi and around uh, Benghazi, countryside of Benghazi, Benghazi airport, Sidi Faraj, Sidi Khalifa, Hawari, Gawarsha, uh, all the places called Al-Qaeda try to hide in their selfies uh, at, uh, in all places around the city. And as whereas the, the military try to attack Al-Qaeda and push them out. Al-Qaeda and Al-Sar al-Sharia try to treat the people, civilian people inside the city. This is the big problem now. Especially today, they try to kill uh, Mr. Haftar uh, and they they uh, try to uh, put many, uh, something like dynamite or something like this at the car and try to push it uh, quickly at the, where the Haftar is staying. They killed the three Three per three uh, persons have been killed today morning early, and uh, Mr. Khalifa has been injured. But the situation now so terrible from between Al Qaeda and Libyan army, uh, who uh, leaded by uh, Haftar in Benghazi. Muftah. And there is no support from there is no support from tribes to to Haftar. Muftah. Who supports Al Qaeda? Where do they get their weapons? They are from uh, Al Qaeda and Saudi Arabia, uh, provided by has been provided by weapons and missiles from Qatar and Turkey from three days. Uh, three aeroplanes, uh, cargo aeroplanes, has been la- uh, landed in Maitiga base in Tripoli. Uh, this place controlled by Al Qaeda and Saudi Arabia, uh, which supported by. Uh, by uh, Deborah Jones, John McCain, and Obama. This is the truth, you have to know. Uh, and they get uh, two containers by ship, carried by ship. Uh, someone told this is money, currency, someone told this is uh, weapons, you know. And uh, still Qatar and Turkey provided them, provided them by, by weapons. Al-Qaedans are Sharia. And uh, fighters, uh, last week, they carried, Turkey and Qatar carried many terrorist uh, fighters from Syria to Benghazi and Tripoli, especially in Musrata, and then carried them again to south of Tarhuna, where there is the campus there, and they try to now to close many cities in Libya, like Ajilat, now blocked by Al-Qaeda and the Sharia, Ben Walid has been blocked by around the, the city from Al-Qaeda and the Sharia, Tarhuna as well, uh, Zlitin as well, even Nishdabia and uh, Benghazi uh, and at the, in the east part of, uh, of Libya. This is the truth and this is the current situation. What's your opinion of General Hafter and his, uh, his operations in Benghazi? No, it's so weak and uh, nobody, uh, only the people try to find anyone to find out or sort 
uh, find any solution for this problem. That problem uh, which we face now, uh, Al-Qaeda and Sharia, whom carried by America and uh, NATO forces to uh, Libyan cities. Haftar, all the people, they, they knew uh, already that Haftar is like a CIA agent, you know. This is why the people did not support uh, Haftar so much. But the people, all the people now, they look forward the tribes and council tribes in Tripoli uh, and military who control it by uh, Libyan tribes. This is the, the, the best way to find out uh, any solution for Libyan problem now. Well, we have lots of people listening right now in America and around the world. What can they do to support the tribes? This is the way. You have to collect all the tribes to reorganize and uh, collect all the Libyan army uh, in, on the ground in Tripoli, Benghazi, Tarhuna, Bani Walid, Al-Bayda, Tobruk, uh, Kufra, Isdabia, south, of, south part of Libya, by Libyan expertise at military. We have many uh, Libyan expertise for uh, military to against terrorists and Al-Qaeda. Since we have good experience before, since uh, 1997 and 1967, in, in Derna, where Al-Qaeda uh, displaced in, in Derna, and they tried the Libyan military at that time tried to attack Al-Qaeda and clean Derna from Al-Qaeda for last time, Mufta, in 1987. Mufta, didn't, didn't yes. the tribes just form recently, in last week, they formed a military council to make plans and move forward with, with a formal plan and the military council of the tribes is the only way that the, the Libya will ever be cleaned. And uh, really, the Libyan tribes are asking that the, the, the countries and the people around the world support the military council of the tribes because that's the only way to get rid of, rid of these radical Islamists. And uh, that military council mm -hmm. is, is an active group. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a group that is making formal plans to try to clean out the country. And so your 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 people, yes. James, need to need to yes, come yes. forward to their to their congressmen and their senators and their mm -hmm. their politicians and have them support the the Libyan tribes through mm -hmm. their military council. That's the only way Libya's ever going to be cleaned up. And if Libya doesn't clean get cleaned up, then Al Qaeda and Muslim Brotherhood are going to have a free reign to continue to attack and infiltrate the rest of the world. So the military council is really yes. where your people can can support the tribes. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is the this is the good way and the best way to clean uh, Libya from Al Qaeda and Sharia, because uh, the tribes, Libyan tribes, at the, their conference uh, last week, uh, this is the greater tribes of Libya declare uh, their con their control of uh, their nation. Uh, this is the, this is the, and they planned now to establish or set up, uh, a military council, uh, who composed by, who included, uh, which included the many Libyan, uh, Libyan, uh, officers. And then they start, they try to, to rebuild quickly, as quickly as they can, the Libyan military and Libyan army to start a clean Libya from Al-Qaeda and Sar Sharia and attack Al-Qaeda and Sar Sharia. And, the Libyan tribes uh, supported 
their uh, military, uh, military council. A try now, uh, already they planned and organized it to announce it and report it to uh, begin the work of the, the job of uh, military council, especially now, to clean the country from Al-Qaeda and Al-Sharia. And the world, we call and ask the, 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 the world to support Libyan tribes, to, to provide Libyan tribes by many things, especially logistic support, to help them uh, to go forward to uh, clean the Li Libya country from uh, Al-Qaeda and Sharia and terrorist groups. Faraj Mufta, thank you so much for that update. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, my friend. God bless you. Stay safe. All right, James, Joanne, thank you. Thank you guys again for coming on the program. I, I do appreciate all of the information. And uh, and I unfortunately, I'm not surprised at all by the story of your guys' harassment and, and what you're going through right now, because as as far as I know, I, I only know of yourselves and Tosh Plumley and Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer talking about what really happened in Benghazi. So I uh, understand that there's going to be forces that don't don't want you talking about it as as Benghazi once again comes into the news headlines. So how can James, you know, we're we're this is so foreign to us. And I'm telling you, it's a real scary situation for us to have our own government attacking us this way and they're and they're doing these underhanded things. And of course, you know, by the time we realized we were blacklisted and being soft killed, we had already exhausted all of our resources. And so, you know, the, the reason we're not dead is because they continue to monitor all our phone calls and our keystrokes. The only way they know about what the tribes are doing is from listening to our conversations and our keystrokes. We know that. So we, we're assets for them. But, you know, the, the, the sad part is, is that uh, the people of the United States are not represented by this government. And every time we do a seminar, people are shocked to hear the things that we say. But uh, the, the truth is the truth. And, you know, we will continue to move forward. As I said, we really need help and support uh, from, from any good God-fearing person out there. You know, we need to try to, try to be protected somewhat. And, uh, you know, www.LibyanWarTheTruth.com is our website. www.LibyanWarTheTruth.com and uh, uh, there's information on that all the time. Uh, please go to that website. Uh, keep us in, in, in your prayers. Buy our DVD. If, if you've got any kind of work for us, we're highly qualified international business folks. And uh, we need your help. We need your support. We're going to continue to do what we're doing, bring the truth forward. And, uh, you know, God's been protecting us. But, uh, you know, we'd like a little comfort if we could. All right. Well, uh, once again, people should be getting this information out as the first priority and doing what they can to help James and Joanne. So, James, Joanne Moriarty, thank you again for your time today. God bless you. Thank you so, you much, so much, James.